Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Well, hello, Patriots. Trebo, President, United Patriot Coin. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the story on how a $20 gold coin 100 years ago would buy a gentleman's really nice suit. And at the time we're making this video, gold sitting around $1,912 an ounce would still buy a gentleman's nice suit. But I want to take you back, maybe not that far ago, a time most of you should be able to remember the year 2000. Gold was $275 an ounce, which means if you had invested a million dollars in gold, you would be able to purchase 3,636 ounces of gold. Patriots today, at roughly $1,912 an ounce, that would be worth $6.9 million today. Just another way to encourage you to be your own bank. Stay safe. Be prepared, Patriots. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. You know, lots of times we don't think about where our food comes from. As a matter of fact, you talk to most kids today, they'll tell you the food comes from the grocery store. Well, someone is producing that food. Someone is able to, you know, get it there to the grocery store. And then the supply chain management and all these things are very intricate. So we're here to talk about not just this whole thing about agriculture, but the entire industry itself in one of the largest agricultural producing uh, states that we have in the United States of America, that's Texas, with the commissioner of the Texas Agriculture, and that's Sid, Mil Sid Miller, an eighth generation farmer and rancher. Sid Miller is the 12th commissioner of the Texas Department of Agriculture. He graduated with honors from Tarleton State University in Stephenville with a bachelor's of science a degree in vocational ag education. He was first elected to the Texas State House in 2000. He was elected as the 12th Texas Agriculture Commissioner in 2014 and re-elected to his second term in 2018 and his third term in 2022. And during the pandemic, Commissioner Miller declared numerous companies in the agricultural sector as essential businesses, saving thousands of jobs and enabling many Texas businesses to keep their doors open. And when he has some spare time, he is a recognized rodeo cowboy who holds 12 world championship titles. Commissioner Miller, <laughs> thanks so much for being it's here with us. Good to be with you, Colonel. So let's tell us, what's been keeping you busy in the world of Texas agriculture? Well, we, we've got a lot of uh, projects, you yeah. know, going on. I, my largest project is uh, I'm responsible for five million uh, school meals each day. Yes, sir. Public schools. So keeping those kids fed, that's a, a big part of what we do. Yep. Uh, we are the consumer protection agency for the state. A lot of people don't know that, mm -hmm. but uh, several divisions, of course, pesticides, we, you know, control that and uh, make sure that your 
pets and your children aren't poison. That's yeah. kind of important. That is. Uh, we have a weights and measures division. Yeah. So we are responsible for every barcode scanner in the state. There's a lot of those. They are. So we make sure that th those are accurate. Uh, every scale in the state, you know, we go into every pawn shop, jewelry store. Wow. Uh, they buy and sell gold and silver. The airports that weigh your luggage, stuff yeah. you don't think about. We're the ones that inspect the ping pong balls for the Texas lottery, make sure wow. that they're <laughs> legal. Yeah. We just do a lot of stuff that no one knows. We're and you, when you talk about weights and measures, when you look at the trucking industry yeah. that comes in and through, I mean, you see all of I-35, 45, you know, 20, 40, that keeps you busy as well, I would presume. Well, actually it does. We are, uh, uh, do biosecurity for the state. Kind, okay. kind of a, a, a type of border security, but not what pops in your mind. Sure. But we pull uh, trailer trucks over and uh -huh. inspect them, make sure that they don't uh, bring in any disease, pestilence, invasive plants, yep. invasive species to protect our agriculture industry from uh, devastation. Well, biosecurity is important now yeah. because when you think about there's so many different ways you can come at a nation, and what better way than to you know spoil their food sources? That's that's the quickest way. It <laughs> is. Cut off food force. That's a... Uh, so that's a very old military tactic. It as is, you, absolutely. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, once upon a time, they'd take, you know, swine and kill them and put them into water sources so that you can poison okay. water, things sure. of that nature. When we talk about border security and the Texas Department of Agriculture, how is that relationship? Because, you know, from what I've read and, and seen, any time these illegals get out there in these farmlands and these fields, they can spoil a crop. You know, am I correct with that? Well, it is, and, and uh, we're kind of in the middle of that. I have uh, livestock export facilities on the Rio Grande. I have four of them there. I have one at the airport in Houston. So we're interacting there with the Mexican authorities back and forth across the border all the time. We have inspectors down there, fruit fly inspectors, bow weevil inspectors that, that work both sides of the river. Sometimes it can be quite, quite dangerous. Uh, of course, we work very closely with all the farmers and ranchers up and down the, sure. the, the Rio Grande. We, we you know, have good working relationships with them. A lot of our produce is grown in the Winter Garden area in the Rio Grande Valley. Yes. So that's kind of, you know, they may grow two or sometimes three crops down there. Mm -hmm. So we're out on those farms doing food safety inspections. So it's, it's, we interact a lot with the Border Patrol, Highway Patrol, ICE, uh, those types. Of course, we're... We're part of the emergency management team for the sure. state. We we have a role to play in that, in, in uh, rapid response to disasters and uh, things of that nature. Now, we're getting ready to go into winter season. Yes, sir. And a lot of us still remember what happened a couple of years ago. Talk to us about the effects that that winter storm had on the Department of Agriculture and our agriculture industry overall. And have we really learned the lessons learned to be able to go forward? Well, we haven't, and I, I'm, I'm still upset about that. Our grid's not fixed. Mm. Uh, you know, we saw, we knew that that uh, big storm was coming in February of 21. Yeah. I notified the governor that, like, you know, put our agriculture processors on the front line, make sure that their power doesn't get cut off. I was ignored. Uh, milk plants, uh, they have backup generators, thank goodness, but yeah. what they don't have is backup natural gas. Yeah. So, which is kind of weird because you have such an abundance of natural gas here. Well, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. We've never had natural gas go off. But yeah. Because electricity went off to gas plants, they couldn't push the. Yeah, push the, it the gas the out. So, yeah. 
for instance, a milk one milk plant in, in Littlefield, Texas, uh, couldn't ha didn't have any natural gas. So guess what you need to pasteurize milk? That's right. You got to heat it up. Yeah. So they they poured over 15 million gallons of milk down the drains and couldn't <sighs> pasture. One of the worst industries was was our poultry industry. Yeah. So the heat went off in the poultry houses. Uh, chickens froze to death. Baby chicks in the incubators froze to death. The eggs in the yeah. uh, you know they they all froze. The they couldn't heat the chicken houses, so ice and snow collapsed the chicken houses. Mm. Uh, the worst industry was our horticulture industry. Yeah. February. I mean, yeah. they they make money about sixty to ninety days out of the year in the springtime. You know, when everybody's wanting to garden and yeah. Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Well, that hit the worst possible time because they were all those greenhouses were totally uh, full of production, ready, you know, almost ready to ship. Gas went off. Yeah. Houses collapsed under the weight of the snow and ice. You couldn't find a tomato plant in <laughs> Texas anywhere. That's sad. We lost them all. It was a multi-billion dollar loss to agriculture. And you still believe that, that if we had that type of a storm again, we could still have those type of devastating we, effects? We, we have not done enough to prevent that. Matter of fact, I was so upset about it, I came up with a a 14-point plan to fix the grid. Yeah. And you can go online and look at it. It's TexasPowerPlan.org. Yeah. I think the legislature has done two yeah. of the 14. Yeah. Here, here's the problem. We had unreliable power that went off, wind yes, and we solar. Yes. We have reliable power, but we keep making less of it and more of the unreliable power. Yes. In February, we were receiving 31% of our power from wind and solar. Today, that's grown. Mm -hmm. It's it's at least forty percent, probably over forty percent from wind and power, unreliable, power. unreliable source. And we have no really haven't secured the grid with emergency power that we can turn on to produce yeah. and manufacture and and uh, create more power. So if the wind ever quits blowing, or the, the solar, solar panels, panels get, freeze over again, get covered with snow or yeah. dust, yeah, uh, we're in we're in bad shape. Incredible. Yeah. Let's talk about something else that I think was very disturbing for me, and I'm sure for you. You know, uh, State Senator Lois Colcourse had a bill that would have prevented the purchasing and buying of ranch land and farmland yeah. here in the state by foreign entities that yeah. are friendly yeah, to us, especially China. And it didn't get passed in this last legislative session. And it hadn't been brought up in any of these special sessions we had. Are we really in danger? from you know China coming in here and buying up a lot of our land and property and maybe some of our agricultural industry? Well, you've actually hit on one of my hot button issues. It's something I've been working on for five years yeah. to, get, to get this prevented. Not this session, but the session before, uh, Senator Donna Campbell actually stopped uh, the Chinese from building uh, a wind farm in South Texas. Chinese bought 140,000 acres. Uh, near Del Rio, uh, yeah. near, near military. The, the Laughlin Air Force yes, Base. Near yes, near Laughlin Air Force Base. Giving us access to our grid, yeah. access to our food supply, uh, very convenient for espionage on our, our, our military. Yeah. And we, that's just stupid. I mean, there's nothing smart about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than greed, but, 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 you know, or maybe say, well, that's somebody's personal property. They should be able to do what they want with it. Well, look, at some point, patriotism has to trump your property rights, because we we don't we don't have a country anymore. Yeah. You won't have any private rights, any yeah. property or otherwise. 
So I've been, I've been working on that. I worked very closely with Senator Colcourse. That bill shot out of the Senate like a slingshot, yeah. went to the House. Died. And just died. Didn't go anywhere. And it's simply because the Democrats still run the House. Uh, they couldn't, couldn't move it. Uh, we do some stupid things. The largest pork producer and the largest pork processor in the United States is a company called Smithfield Foods. Produce more pork, process more pork than anybody, and they're owned by the Chinese. Incredible. How smart is that? It's not. It's just, I mean, they're not going to let an American buy land in China. No. I'm not even sure a Chinaman can buy land in China. Yeah, yeah that's true. Unless you're part of the Communist Party. Right, you know, right, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so uh, we do some things that are just not smart. And, you know, yeah. we're just not using any cowboy logic or common sense when yeah. it comes to uh, protecting our country. You know, you served in the House of Representatives here, yes. the Texas State House. What is going on in our Texas State House? I mean, you're right. These things get passed out of the Senate. We've seen it even in the special session with school choice and educational freedom. And it just goes and dies in the House. I think a lot of people in Texas and across the country I hear from, they're very confused about what's happening here in Texas. Well, it's, it's you know, when I served, which is w way back, uh, I was in the minority party, and we had a Democrat speaker, uh, but we were respected. The House rules were respected. We could bring a point of order. You know, at least it was fair. Yeah. And But we took over, and the House was the conservative body, and the Senate was, was the, <laughs> it went to it was die problem, for, yeah. it was, was run by liberals, and that's, done a complete flip yeah. in the last few years ever since uh, uh, Tom Craddock left left as speaker. So now the Senate is a conservative <coughs> body. Yeah, They send all the conservative issues, the party platform issues, uh, to the House. And then because it's basically <coughs> uh, Democrat chairs, it goes to some of the, the committees where Democrat chairs, chairmen are there, so they, they won't even give it a hearing, Yeah, uh, much less vote it out and send it to the floor for vote of the full House. Uh, either that, or it gets bottled up in, in a in a committee called calendars, which is the scheduling yes. committee that schedules things for a vote. So yeah, they run the clock out. It's 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 the, all the Democrats and maybe a dozen Republicans kill everything, yeah. and uh, uh, that's it's sad sad way. And that's that's what you get when you get Democrat chairmans and a. Um, Speaker of the House that's elected by the Democrats yeah. and a few Republicans. Yeah. When you look at where Texas is right now and being the Commissioner of Agriculture, what's your biggest concern? Well, I didn't do this under the Trump administration, but and matter of fact, I worked with the Trump administration, but I probably spend 40% of my time, Colonel, fighting federal overreach, you know, uh, the federal government. I'm, yeah. I'm suing them all the time. Yeah. I've sued them uh, four times recently. Uh, won all of those. Well, one of them's pending. Yeah. Uh, but, we, you know, it's just uh, we need to they, – they've just got their boot on their neck, yeah. and, and you won't let us up. And it's the, – the most recent one I'm fighting the, the Endangered Species Act. They're using it as part of Biden's 30 by 30 plan, mm -hmm. and that's the – you know, they want to shut down 30% of our production by the year 2030. That's phase one. Phase two is the 50-50 plan. They want to shut down 50% <coughs> of the production. And I'm not talking just agriculture production, yeah. but oil and gas, mining, Everything. timber, you know, 50% of our production by 50-50. So, so who replaces that? 
Well, uh, no one. People starve yeah. and become dependent on the government, yeah. and that, that's their. It's uh, and Europe is way ahead of us on it. Yeah, uh, they're already the European Parliament's already voted to do that. They're moving along. Look at the Netherlands. You know, they outlawed nitrogen fertilizer. Yep. They federalized fifty percent of the farmers' land. They're forcing farmers to get rid of fifty percent of their livestock. They're eating bugs. Yeah. <laughs> for protein. Well, and, I mean, and you, you think and I'm crazy? It's no, true. It, it's not. I mean, it's true. It's out there. And I remember uh, a couple of winters ago, you know, we saw Germans actually going out into the forest chopping down trees. Yeah. to warm themselves. Yeah. You know, this green agenda that they have out there in the 30-30, 50-50, this is all about more socialist, centralized planning and control. It is, and it's, you know, it's a one-world government. It's where they're, you know, eventually uh, leading to. Yeah. It's so, you know, worldwide communism where you're completely dependent on the government and yeah. the government have to take care of you because you can't do it yourself anymore. Yeah, they don't want the independent farmers no. and ranchers out mm -hmm. there anymore. How can people follow you and all the great stuff you're doing as the commissioner of the uh, Texas Agriculture? Well, my web website is sidmiller.com. Uh, social, uh, uh, social media is Miller for Texas. Yeah. It, you know, slash Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But mainly, my, my main uh, communication is through Facebook. Yeah. I have over a million followers there. We reach 40 to 50 million people a month on that one, uh, one platform. What's next for Sid Miller? <laughs> We're just going to keep fighting the fight. We're going to keep fighting the, the Biden administration. Yeah. We're going to keep our marketing program going. You know, we have global marketing for our farmers and ranchers. We, we're trying to open new markets so we're not dependent on the Chinese sure. so much to market our agriculture products. Uh, not so dependent on Mexico and Canada, even though they're good trading partners. Yeah. We'd like to spread our risk out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us here thank you, sir. on the Steadfast Law you. Program. And folks, if you enjoyed this conversation with the Agricultural Commissioner of Texas, Sid Miller, please click the like button and share it with others. We want to thank him for his thoughts, perspectives, and insights. And as always, until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.